0: Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is the Marketing Unleashed podcast. The Marketing Unleashed podcast, insights, analysis, and practical advice on all things marketing to help passionate marketeers build their brands better, bigger, and faster. The podcast draws on my 30 years of global marketing experience. Join the debate and get more tips by visiting my site at www garybenbridge.com. While there, sign up for the email newsletter, follow me on Twitter and join the Facebook page. But now let's get unleashed on marketing. Now I've been reflecting on some of the tips and learning that I've had over my career on how to increase the chance of succeeding in marketing and advertising and, and generally in business. And I do think one of the best things that you can do as you look to position and promote your brand or your company is to and, and to help drive differentiation is by having an enemy. It helps to focus the mind, it helps you define what your unique offer is, it helps the agency, it helps people in the team, it helps people in the company to be creative and innovative. Now you you finally may not call out the enemy explicitly to your customer or your consumer, but it does help to focus and rally that innovation and, and that creativity. And having an enemy, especially one that's not likely to react, is a great way to really help drive competitiveness, drive creativity, especially in in communication, advertising, selling and so on. And it's a technique and approach that's used by a lot of big multinational companies like Procter & Gamble, for example, and Unilever. Now, I've seen a number of different ways of doing this. And here are some of the different approaches that I've seen work and I would recommend you think about. The first one is having a category as an enemy. Now, the advantage of having a category is that that's unlikely to respond because obviously a category is made up of different competitors, different people or whatever. But a category often stands for something very clear in the mind of the consumer. So it's very easy to get your point of difference across. Now, what do I mean by category? So a great example is the Unilever brand Dove, you know, the soap brand Dove. Now, for many, many years, Dove has very successfully used this approach of having an enemy. And what Dove has as their enemy is soap. Now, soap is a massive category. It's one that people understand. And in fact, years ago, when I was working on baby products, we we used a comparison with the perceived and actually real drying effects of regular soap to convince people to use a liquid bath foam instead of soap. And it was very, very successful, although you could probably argue that that Dove have maybe done even better. Now, soap has been the enemy for the very successful Dove quarter moisturizer soap bar for a very long time. They have many, many TV ad examples of of it but probably the most famous example is where they used litmus paper to show the pH of various types of soap uh, and they showed that Dove was neutral and that neutrality of litmus paper implied gentleness and mildness and it was very interesting because they, they basically the fact was that Dove was neutral from a pH perspective and so it was in sync with your skin, if you like, and other soap was much more acidic or whatever. So it was a very powerful way of using soap. They've had done a more recent example in in the last couple of years, which I've seen in a couple of countries, but certainly in the UK, where they get women to take different types of soap, whether it's normal soap, baby soap, whatever, and to wash a mirror. And what you then see on the mirror is, you know, kind of marks and scum. So what they say in the advert is washing with soap leaves soap scum on your skin. You may not see it, but it's there, even after rinsing. Dove is different. It's a patented blend of cleansers and moisturizers, leaves skin soft, smooth, and always soap scum-free. Now you see the truth is clear. So again, they've used you know soap, which is what everyone understands, everyone believes in and thinks is fantastic, as a way of cleansing and cleaning, and then basically saying, look, you know, we're better than soap. Now, because it's a category, they're attacking a whole category, you don't really get any response, but they take the high ground. So that whole sense of having a category as an enemy is a very interesting approach. So expensive. So department store brands are seen as the gold standard when it comes to efficacy, come to working. So they're kind of the gold standard action standard, if you like. Now what was also very clever that Ole Regeneris did is they don't name a specific brand and in the early ads, for example, they compared themselves to, in the U- U.S., they, to, they compared themselves to a $350 cream. It actually went up, I think, at one point about $700 cream. And what was very important about that is they only then had to do a clinical study or studies versus one cream. That $350 cream. They didn't say it was the best cream. They just compared themselves to a $350 cream. But they managed to get the impression that they were better than all. So for example, I'll, I'll just give you a quote from, from an ad. This was a television ad, but this is what the ad said is, we were flattered when we learned Regenerist beat the $100 cream. Flawed when we whipped the $350 cream and flabbergasted when we creamed the $700 cream for under $30 Olay Regenerist Micro Sculpting Cream according to a European study hydrates better and longer than 32 of the world's most expensive creams fantastic phenomenal regenerist so as you see they've picked something that's an action standard which is you know expensive department store creams which consumers believe is the the action standard in efficacy And they've used that as the enemy. I think that's a real pure genius. So that's the second approach, gold standard, action standard. And the third and probably the the most common approach is the market leader. And this is the most used. It's the most expected. And particularly you see it in the U.S. a lot where, for example, all headache pills seem to refer to Tylenol, which is the market leader or certainly was the market leader. Personally, I, I I worry about this third approach because I sometimes wonder whether actually the constant referral to the market leader, you know, may end up just reminding people who the leader is and that it's, it's very good, but it's still a definite approach. And I'm sure there's many other examples of, you know, using an enemy. And I'd love to hear from you if you do, either with a comment on the blog or, or email me. But I think having an enemy is really important. It, it, it inspires, it focuses minds, it helps you differentiate and the three most successful approaches I've seen is, number one, using the category as an enemy. So, for example, dove and soap. The second example is picking a gold standard action standard. So whether it's, you know, dermatologists, uh, you know, use, or oh, Colgate's a great example. You know, Colgate for many years will talk about, you know, the toothpaste that more dentists use at home. And, and that's very important, approach. I think that's a very exciting approach and a very creative approach. And the third is, you know, the market leader show that you're better than the best sold product. So that's my thought for this edition of Marketing Unleashed. Hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, here's to some great marketing. That was the Marketing Unleashed podcast insights, analysis and practical advice on all things marketing. Please visit my site at www.garybembridge.com for more. While there, subscribe to the newsletter, follow me on Twitter, and join the Facebook page. And next time you're on iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could rate and comment on the podcast. So until next time, here's to great marketing.